0: My ability to summon fish is of no use for this toppling
1: building.
2: Representing the United States West Coast, Dazzler.
3: Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast.
1: They like a little badunka
3: Yeah, is, is am I allowed to say that? Comic book talk by comic book geeks just like you. Everybody's in the midst of grief, and Reed Richards' wife is hitting on the new guy. Work it,
1: make it, do it. It makes us- and now your hosts. Luke Matthews.
3: So the, the trade paperback comes with the first six... six, 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 six seven, and bean.
2: No, I, I would also be alcoholic and filled with despair.
3: Eddie
0: Isaac. I, I said Walking Dead book number seven, and her head just went flat <laughs> to the table. It was awesome. It was like, yeah, that piddly garbage there.
3: And Joel Simon.
1: I have nothing to say. Well, well, it, that's why I'm on this podcast, right? It, make it, it, makes us...
3: Welcome, everybody, to episode 48.
2: I have no earthly idea. 47, 48. 40 it's 48. Something.
3: I'm pretty sure it's 48 of the Trade Secrets Podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am <laughs> Luke, and I'm here with Ed- Eddie. Isaac is back early. I, I am I am back,
0: uh, and I'm going back also on vacation <laughs> because that place is so wonderful. That what place again? Manila. I'm going to Manila nice. for from the 17th through the 23rd. If anybody wants to join me. You're more than welcome. But you gotta pay for your own shit, so yeah. I, I've got a, another <laughs> vacation, so sorry,
3: no. Eh. Mm. Uh, but nice to have you back. We were hey, expecting I, you to be gone for like three months. Uh, so I, I wasn't yeah.
0: supposed to be. I wasn't supposed to be back. But you know, these things happen for a reason, I suppose. Yeah. And so I'm just gonna enjoy my time here.
3: Yeah, it's nice that uh, it's nice that the military was able to. Uh, you know, respond to our pleas for your yeah, presence. I, I yeah. know you should have seen the petition that came from <laughs> all
0: the all the listeners of After the Fact and Trade Secrets. All the multitude. <laughs> of yeah, all my of, my congressman, he got a little fed up. All of the
3: listener. <laughs> all of the After listeners. The all fact. Yes. <laughs> Joel, how you doing? Hey, I'm here. Yeah. Howdy. Yeah. How's it going? I'm, I'm doing a, good. Doing Sunday good. Sunday morning.
1: On a Sunday morning night. I think there's an Adam Levine song about that. Oh, there's a <laughs> No Doubt song for sure. <laughs> no, hey. Yeah, I'm here. Glad
3: to be here. It's good times. And. Sup? You doing?
1: Since Sup? nobody else. Yeah. <laughs> I, was I wasn't going to do it.
3: Okay. Well done. Well done. Uh, it has been a little longer than normal. It's two and a half ish weeks since we recorded our last episode. Uh, the. Uh, since then, uh, if you haven't listened to episode forty-seven yet, we had an interview with Ed Brisson and Johnny Christmas about Sheltered Number One, which actually came out uh, three days ago. Came out on Wednesday. Um,
2: I totally picked up a copy and read it.
3: I did too. I really liked it. Is yeah. it out now? It yeah. is. It okay. is. It's really good. I'm um, very much looking forward to where it will lead because I mm-hmm. think um, one of the things I liked about it was that it's a kind of a slow burn, right? It's not. Yeah. They're not just like immediately like cramming you into an apocalypse type thing it's like no
2: no i i'm not even sure if an apocalypse will ever happen in the course of the the book which is kind of great it's like it could and it would be really interesting given the setup what would happen if there was a real apocalypse yeah
3: well and and the cool thing too uh when we were talking to ed and johnny they were very tight-lipped about where it goes they say they would they were talking about there would be an event but they didn't say that it would be an apocalypse, mm-hmm. right? So it's entirely possible that whatever that event is is bullshit. And yeah. uh, but this is—it's uh, a good book, and I'd wholly suggest that everybody go out and pick it up.
2: I don't regret buying an issue of it, which I don't buy issues. So. Yeah. Hey.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, and to follow that up, we're to this show we are going to talk about Comeback, which is another Ed Brisson tale uh, was drawn, drawn by uh, Michael Walsh and colored by uh, Jordy Belaire. and it's Michael Walsh is a guy that's currently drawing the X X uh, X Files comic, oh. uh, the X Files season nine or whatever the continuation of the show. Um,
2: Jordy Belair is going to be doing colors for Pretty Deadly.
3: Oh, that looks so good. That looks rad. Jordy Belair is actually one of the better colorists uh, in yeah. the industry right now, um, and she's I like I like her stuff. Pretty Deadly. Uh, for those of you who don't know, and I don't imagine that anybody listening to the show doesn't know, but it's um, it's a uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick, and who's the artist? Do you remember?
2: I remember chance? it was a female artist, and <laughs> I was impressed that it was an all-female team. Honestly,
3: yeah, uh, uh, and it, this I makes me feel it. terrible. So uh, maybe Joel on his on his tablet can look up uh, Pretty, who, deadly. Pretty Deadly. It's, it's not out yet, so it's not going to be on Comicsology. Yeah. Death's you have to look daughter it up on the internet
2: going around kicking ass and chewing gum.
3: Yeah, I think because you know we haven't talked in a while, and. Uh, I feel like talking about comics that I've read. Let's let's go around the table and talk yeah. about what people have read recently. So I, why don't you guys start real quick. I need to go grab something so that I can remember what, I'm, what I want to talk about.
2: I'll start because I just finished up uh, the Grant Morrison run on Doom Patrol after nice. long collecting. And I'm excited because I have the entire Rachel Pollock run on Doom Patrol in issue form because it never came out in trade paperback form. I'm, I, and I'm really excited to read it. I know, just talking to Rachel, she said that she got incredibly negative fan feedback on the first couple of issues because, because in her words, uh, Joycean prose was not really what the readers of Doom Patrol were looking for. Oh. But I, I th- So I think she settled, took a couple of issues to settle in, and I know she's responsible for the character uh, Coagula, who I'm really excited to meet, who's... Arguably, Gail Simone aside, the first trans character in a DC publication who's Co-agula? not like, yeah, she her power is like
3: clotting, uh, yeah, n- Emma,
2: creating and uncreating Emma matter, Williams, yeah. like wow. disintegrating and coagulating matter.
1: Oh, okay, huh? So clotting, it's
2: essentially yeah. just like <laughs> complicated <laughs> <laughs> clotting.
1: That's
2: a yeah, that's a
0: very interesting. Uh, and she
2: apparently she has a relationship with Robot Man, and then comes out as trans, and it's very awkward. And Robot Man has a freak out and she's like, "Really, we're going to talk about parts defining your gender, Mister? I don't even have a human brain anymore, <laughs> <laughs> and I live in a robot suit." Eh. Anyway, so I'm excited. I, I thought the the Morrison run ended ended well, and I'm glad that the universe is continuing in the in the um, sixth trade. Of Doom Patrol, there's an uh, issue of Doom Force, which <laughs> was kind of trying to do the same thing except really poorly. Like, mm. <laughs> I, it was still written by Grant Morrison, but it's like, here's, you know, the former head of the Doom Patrol who's literally ahead and also evil, and he's got a whole new group of superheroes that mm. think they're doing good, but maybe they're not, and they're wacky. Although the one that I appreciated is called Scratch. Um, he's like a Wolverine ripoff, um, blatantly so. In that he like has <laughs> um, taped random implements. Like at some point he has a fork oh, and knife and a spoon. Yeah, I've seen and that. And he has like was. these big. It looks <laughs> like Coca Cola logos on his shoulders, but they say scratch on them. And he's got like random, the shit. random stuff oh taped
0: to his hands. So it,
3: I have a feeling because it sound when you're describing it, it sounds like a send up of X Force because it's yeah. kind of what X Force is. X Force was it, like, it's, exactly oh, it was. it's a uh, it's a uh, you know this other team that's kind of like the X Men, but they but they're maybe they're a <laughs> wetworks team, but yeah, we don't really know. Yeah, maybe they're exactly. good guys. They the work for the government. Doom Patrol. So, and, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like I would get a l- actually a lot more of the Doom Patrol jokes if I knew more about traditional superhero comics. Um, it wasn't until I read an article about the issue where I was like, oh, Ernest Franklin Beard Hunter is Punisher. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> no. But it was, it was fun, and I look so forward is, to reading more. is Doom
1: Patrol still running? No. Okay. No. I don't think it's I, been running since the
2: 90s. Okay, yeah. that's
1: what I thought. So, but X-Force, I guess, yeah. would be right <laughs> in the 90s, too.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a... Oh, there. did you hear about the the... X Force movie, I guess they're they've what? optioned an X Force movie.
0: Yeah. West Coast Avengers movie, West Coast yeah. Avengers movie. No, let's just okay. do let's do all superhero teams. Just
3: I'm just uh, I'm just wondering if they're going to keep it true to the source, and I, I'm curious to see how they film an entire movie without showing anyone's feet. <laughs> 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 hey, oh, bazinga!
1: What about you, Joel? Jesus. What have you been reading lately? uh I've been reading Saga. So yeah, I I heard I heard a really there was a really good review on it like a top 10 reasons why it was an internet list on io 9 on why mm-hmm. you should be reading Saga and and I was like, well, that sounds really interesting and I just got a tablet for my birthday, so I was like, well, let's try it out on Comixology. So I sat back on my fat ass and, and <laughs> downloaded it over the internet and it's it's really good. Um it's it's a fairy tale that's kind of sci-fi, but there's it, but it's still kind of pedestrian where there, there's like today references like hey yeah. i you know i took the school bus to school during high school and that, that kind of stuff and there's magic in it and there's it's just a mishmash of a little bit of it's everything. really
3: the best way i would just is really speculative sci-fi because there's yeah. some weird shit that they yeah. <laughs> throw in there and yeah it's
1: like like their the rocket
3: ship is a tree that you yeah.
1: it has no control panel just Pretty much it takes you wherever it wants to go, and you're just
3: along for the ride. Yeah. (laughs) So the robots with T V heads. Yeah, yeah.
1: And there's a the like the whole setting where it's this war between the moon and the planet, and the planet is these people that have wings, and the moon is is these people that are magical and they all have horns. And they've been fighting this war, but it's the war is getting really disastrous, and so instead of it just instead of destroying their home worlds they've co-opted it out to different the rest of the galaxy that are fighting in their name and so it's kind of like a really interesting concept
3: yeah yeah and the whole thing is centered around this romeo and juliet kind of like two people from each race get together have a baby and are now trying to mm. run from the for, the people that are trying to kill them. So yeah.
2: unlike Romeo and Juliet, it wasn't a two-day relationship with a 13-year-old <laughs> and a 17-year-old, but it actually has consequences?
3: Sure. Yeah. 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 Sure.
1: It's, it's really good. And it is Brian K. Vaughn, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it'll end badly. We all know this. <laughs> but I'm enjoying a, the ride as it's going. <laughs> yeah, see, that's
3: exactly why I'm not buying it right now. Like, because I just... I want to read it, and I will read it when they come out with hardcover trades, mm. because I really like the world that they've built, and I really like the... Um, I, I like the storyline, but I I've been burned by BKV too many times. Like I really liked, I really really liked the way that Why the Last Man started out. I really liked oh, yeah. the first eighty percent of Why the Last Man, and then a fucking the ending flat out ruined it for me. So mm. I just uh, I just I don't know. I don't trust him.
2: Brian Vaughn isn't the person who wrote Ex Machina, was he? Yes. Yep. Oh. Yeah, same thing. I was thing. thinking ex machina, like a Deus Ex Machina was kind of the ending of Why the Last Man. So uh-huh. at least yeah. maybe with Ex Machina he's a little <laughs> more blatant, <laughs> blatant about <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was pretty blatant. I don't know how to end this,
3: so I'll just open up a portal to him. And I like I like, like Bryan, I like BKB's ideas. Like when he when he writes stuff, like the beginnings of things are really good. Like mm-hmm. Runaways Runaways was awesome. Um and I liked Runaways. I liked his entire run of Runaways because he didn't have to come up with an ending uh-huh. to it. Right? No, um, yeah. No, didn't. So, but but yeah, I, it's good. It's a great book. I yeah. I'm um I'm a little <laughs> here, here. I'm gonna get a little negative for a second. Okay, go, Gosh. No, go go. Oh, it, really? <laughs> it's only a li- it's only a little negative, and it's not. It's 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 about Fiona Staples. Um, okay. her art. I like her art, but the so- saga fans. Think she is the best fucking artist since sliced bread, and they kind of go ape shit over her art. And I'm like, yeah. her art's okay. I mean, it's good. It's not spectacular, but it's you know it does the job. And I and that's one of the things that kind of I think maybe colored my opinion of Saga initially was that people, people like this
2: too much. People oh. were going
3: <laughs> like the internet was going ape shit about how awesome Fiona Staples' art was. Mm. And when I got the book, I was like
2: you weren't as overwhelmed as you expected it's good yeah it's
3: okay it's good
1: and the, and that's one thing the io9 article said it, it was like the the artwork is so expressive and it's it's amazing and whatnot I was like, eh, it's it's okay no i mean <laughs> yeah. it is better than serviceable sure don't get me. i wrong. mean
3: it's it's better than average art yeah. I'm not, but it's not the best most phenomenal art i've ever seen which is yeah. the way most people are but are the the, it. I
1: mean, the characters are completely quirky and yeah and uh, uh, like liar cat is amazing
3: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm looking really forward hardcovers in that one, because I, I will buy the hardcovers, because I, I like this, the world and the story. I just I can't justify buying it in individual issues right now.
2: Has anyone read The Last of Us yet?
3: The comic? Yeah. Ver- no, I haven't.
2: I've been meaning uh. to pick that up, because Faith Theron Hicks draws it.
3: And I've heard that it's really good, actually.
2: And, I don't know, her art is not appropriate for everything, uh-huh. but would fucking kick ass in this case uh what she did she? she did okay i read her web comics <sighs> in high school okay <laughs> she did a comic called demonology 101 but she's moved on she she draws her first second quite a okay. bit she okay. did brain camp um
3: i haven't read it but i saw it at uh stump town last year I, um i, I saw copies it there yeah um, First Second has a pretty awesome booth at Stumptown every year. So.
2: First Second and Archaea have the most attractive freaking books.
3: Oh, did you hear that? Boom Studios bought Archaea? What? Yeah. Is, so now is... they're the okay. same thing, and which is which is awesome because I like Boom Studios. They, I as long a as they their...
2: don't lose the really attractive hardcover no, editions, I, then I,
3: I honestly think that Boom Studios bought Archaea to acquire the really attractive hardcover editions for their I own like stuff. That plan. <laughs> yeah. So Saga. Socket's cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's uh, that's what I've been reading. What about you, Eddie?
0: Okay, well, of course, <laughs> of course, I'm reading. Uh, I'm not really reading any trades or, or graphic novels, so to speak, right now. I'm uh, big into my singles, and the three ones I'm really big into right now are the Thanos, the Thanos miniseries, mm-hmm. which um, I I think is really great. The direction that it's going is is are They haven't and I don't know if the last issue is going to do it but they haven't it. it's all about Thanos there's no avengers cosmic or anything like that it is really about him and how he becomes this terrorizing killing machine um that he you know that becomes known to be and it's it's very it's not your typical you know villains have had spin-off stories before
3: mm-hmm.
0: but it's not your typical villain story of course it ha- i mean he honestly is more uh depicted as what you would you would consider a serial killer hmm. on hmm. on earth. Um if for those of you who hadn't haven't read it but the first issue pretty much what what a lot of what leads up to him becoming how he is is that as soon as he's born his mother tries to kill him with a scalpel. Hmm. And he
1: remembers yeah, this. Do so did you just chuckle at that? Yeah, a <laughs> oh. little bit. Oh. It reminds me of a it
3: it, it reminds me of um Uh, What's the fucking video game that uh, the one about the kid whose mom tries to sacrifice him? So he oh, uh, it's it's not Solomon. It's the Isaiah, the book of Isaac or something. I yes, it's Isaac, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's a video game with that premise, and it's The Binding of Isaac. Thank you.
0: There we go. And that when I read that when I read that issue and when they talk about that, it's instead of the instead of you know he's you know this the, they always call him you know the mad titan this and that and this and this, these things right really with never really having sort of a thanos backstory and now it's it when you read when you when you read that issue and you see those events you're like well kind of no wonder this dude kind of <laughs> went nuts and just you know started to murder everyone yeah so Thanos, Thanos is really good. I definitely recommend picking it up. But um, Thanos is, didn't
2: dress up like his mother and kill people in showers. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: like
0: not. He's like Titan Psycho, oh, not okay. American Psycho. Okay. Yeah. Um, so
1: is that the uh, the Thanos imperative?
0: No, no, that's okay. that's different. Um. Never mind. And then there's the, of course, there's the Cat Rick Remenders, Cat in America. Good stuff. Which is, have you read? The, have you read the most recent issue? Yes. All the, I'm, uh, it's issue you're, eight. You're I think. caught up. Yeah. Okay. So, I hope you read this. But anyway, awesome, awesome scene at the end of issue eight, where he's finally managed to turn Ian back into Ian and his girlfriend. Spoiler. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that was like was, that was it was. Like I was I was telling Ann earlier that book I've been reading that book since since the first since the inception of the first issue. That book is very motivational in the sense of not your traditional because, you know, Couch Cap is not your traditional superhero. He's actually mm-hmm. bound to his duties more so by, you know, the you know, he's he's a member of the military. So he's he's honor bound, not vigilante bound or anything like mm-hmm. that. And Everything he's going through, the the writing, the the writing and the character depictions and the art, everything in that book comes together perfectly. Nothing is off, nothing is out of sync. Um uh, and just his presence, the way to depict his presence in the book is that he's able to able to influence other people. He's able to turn Arnim Zola's daughter against him. Yeah. Just like everything he does is just like the ultimate it's America like it's like just it's well, and cap it's,
3: it's it's nice to see I, I like the way they depict cap in the book because he um when he makes a case for why you shouldn't be a bastard people fucking believe him. it they listen they're like, <laughs> they're like well <laughs> that makes sense i <laughs> yeah. can't
1: believe
0: i've been thinking this way my whole life yeah. like it, that it's awesome and so, definitely read Captain America. And the other thing that I'm reading is uh, Greg Snyder or Greg Snyder, Scott Snyder, <laughs> Greg Capullo. It should be just Greg Snyder because they're to me Capullo and Snyder right now. Best team, best team, best creative team right now in comics. They're doing Batman Zero Year, mm-hmm. and it's it's two issues in, and it's awesome. There's I mean out of everything I read and I'm reading like you know sixteen i probably 16, 12, twelve and sixteen different subscriptions or something like that there's no other there's no other team as far as art wise and and writing you know writing style like story wise that's in sync mm. better than I think the second best team to me would be remender
3: and uh. Who's the John Romita Jr.? There you go. For Cap. Oh, sure. Right, for Cap. But that- I, and I like Romita's art in Cap, by the way, just to bring it back for a minute, because there Romita has, has two modes. He has really awesome classic John Romita Jr. style mm-hmm. and whatever the fucking <laughs> bullshit he puts in kick ass. That's <laughs> like- <laughs> true. No, you're right.
0: That's true. That's true. But uh that is the the Bat the whole Batman series um and then now it's going to be like I forget how long zero year is uh, is going to go on but it's better than the other batman books it's better than uh dark knight of course it's uh, you got dark knight which is not a shabby book but it's just it's better than that book and um batman and robin took some took some turns because of course they killed damian wayne so sure. it kind of like threw the book off a little bit okay <laughs> And, you know, Batman and Robin without Robin, and I honestly, um, well, well, I, like I honestly Bellen? think, I honestly think they're going to do something really fucking corny. And I swear, if you do it, I will not read your book. Redo Hush and
3: bring <laughs> Damian Wayne back as a bad guy. <laughs> oh, please, well, that please don't do. Oh Jesus, I
0: wasn't even going to say that, but that just made it really bad. Oh. I think I just threw up in my mouth. Okay, so. But do not throw they're gonna throw Damian Way in Lazarus Pit. I just know they're gonna do this. Yeah. They're gonna what? throw him in a Lazarus pit. They're, no, they yes. already
1: used the Lazarus pit. Over She's and he's and over fucking Talial
3: Ghoul's son. Of course he's, they're gonna throw him, ta- him in a Lazarus yes, pit. Of
0: course, why not? Why <laughs> not? No, it's <laughs> true. And because and because of the fact that he was already kind of mentally, you know, off mm-hmm. it's not gonna affect him the same way it affected Jason Todd. Yeah. And it's going to be like he's normal. He's just going to come back and and he's going to be there. They needed
3: an excuse to not have Robin be a complete fuckwad. Yes, (laughs) Yes, exactly. And
0: I I really disagree. You know, I really disagree with the with them killing him. And I know Grant Morrison is like off of Batman Inc as of like issue 13. Mm. And I guess this is his way of like wanting to go out with a bang. And typically, you know, I don't not enjoy Grant Morrison stuff. I did not enjoy this. <laughs> Don't not enjoy. I it. typically, I typically do. Yeah, I I, want, I forget what I wanted I want to say. Like stuff I you usually not like stuff. yes. But I wanted to say it in a funny way, and I think that's the funny <laughs> way it came out. And so I usually enjoy his stuff. I did not enjoy this. I, I did not enjoy mm-hmm. them killing. And it's like eight issues into Batman Inc. off of New Fifty Two, and and one one and a half trades into into Batman and Robin off a of new, you know, off of the New Fifty Two yeah. reboot, and you're gonna kill. You know, you're gonna kill Robin after. You know, just to, no. Go ahead. Just to say, you know, I read the first trade of Batman and Robin, and that book was being beautifully done. The interaction between you know Robin and Batman, and then like Damian Wayne and Bruce Wayne, like that mm-hmm. whole that whole piece together. There's even a part where he tells him like, you know. But, you know, you know uh Robin says, Well, well, why won't you trust me? You know, am I not a good enough Robin? He's like, It's more than that. It's like you're my son. But there's a whole interaction between that where pretty much, you know, he tells he tells Damien like to grow the fuck up almost, and you know, and then Damien's like, Well, I think you're a bitch, you know. I mean, you know, yeah. bluntly said, but it's a typical almost like it's a typical father and son, you know, father and son mm. relationship where Damien feels like all this pressure on him. And he doesn't really know how to express that because all he's been since birth is a warrior, mm-hmm. and of course, Batman. Everybody knows Bruce Wayne is the most emotionally locked character in <laughs> in the universe of comics. You know, as far as you know, u- utilizing his emotions. And stuff Hulk like have that. more feelings. Yeah, <laughs> ex- 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 Hulk. Yeah, you're right. Hulk has more <laughs> feelings than Bruce Wayne does. At least Hulk smashes. You know. Right? <laughs> uh, Hulk smashes. Batman Hulk, represses. Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty, much. <laughs> Pretty much. Well played, Ann. Well played.
3: I, I think the one thing I want to want to say about that series, I'm not, I'm not reading any of the new 52 stuff. And right. there's, there's two things. There's a, a the negative and the positive. The negative is that that's one of the reasons why I hate the new 52 is because they are not actually treating it as a proper reboot. And the way that you know that is because the storyline that leads to Damian Wayne's death and them killing him off 14 issues into a new reboot means that really they are taking the five or six years of Damian Wayne's existence prior to the New 52 and expecting readers to know about that and have that impact their perceptions of his death, Right. right? They're, they're Do you
2: care if I started reading that that book and knowing that I, until two minutes ago, I didn't even know that Damian Wayne is Bruce Wayne's son, would I give a shit that he died? Mm.
3: You would, if not, if you, I don't think so. If you read the first 13 issues of the New 52 version, I don't think you'd care as much, but... I, 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 I cared only because because you
0: hated it. <laughs> yeah, I think I cared only because I hated it and then I have read other stories. I've read, yeah. you know, like Battle for the Cow, I've read. Mm-hmm. I've read all these other stories with Damian Wayne in it. Mm-hmm. And it's just if you were going to kill him, that's fine. But you did it. It's like a too soon type of thing. You know. It's I'm like, sure on, he'll guys. be back. Then you're
2: you're yeah. you're absolutely right. They have they're going to throw him in the Lazarus Pit. He's supposed. He
0: eventually is supposed to take the mantle of Batman. Like that is his his right, his birthright, destiny. It's Join his me. Destiny. Is. So, now here's and the a question: Do you that. think
1: if Damien comes back, he's going to come back bad like uh, Jason Todd? Well, no.
0: That's what I was saying because did you, were you not listening to the whole <laughs> the first whole part thing. of this no, discussion? Just looking at the tablet.
2: <laughs>
1: Right. No. So to repeat don't, don't repeat don't repeat yourself. Don't repeat? No. The, the okay, listeners have already heard he's just, it. <laughs> cut that out. I'm I'm just going to be okay.
3: <laughs> so the positive part that I wanted to say is that I I I also really really like Greg Capullo's art. Oh, and man, the beauty awesome. the beautiful thing about Greg Capullo's art now is that I remember reading uh Spawn when he was the artist on Spawn and that was really kind of Greg Capullo's, you know, his, defining moment. His coming out. Yeah. is when he was the best or when he was, you know, Whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, But then when you... His debut Southern Belle style. (laughs) You look at his art over the years and realize, especially now, looking at his art in Batman, how, how much of a... Um, an influence McFarlane's inking had over the top of his art. When he was drawing and McFarlane was inking, his art looked like a fucking McFarlane copy. It did. And yeah. I realized that when I've looked back now at there, have, it hasn't happened a lot, but there's like two or three artists that I've seen that McFarlane has inked over. And if you read it, there's a, there's a comic book called Haunt that was... I
0: think I read
3: that. It was an image book yeah, and it was... Yeah. Basically spawn all over again. Um and uh it was Ryan Otley mm-hmm. who does Invincible right. being inked by McFarlane hmm. and Ryan Otley's art is looks nothing like anything McFarlane has yeah. ever drawn ever. You put McFarlane's inking all over it and it just taints it. It's like no. it's all of a sudden it looks like mm-hmm. fucking McFarlane again. And I'm like that's not an inker's job. No, <laughs> an it's, inker's it's job it's is not. not to make a penciler's <laughs> artwork look like yours. Right. I told you so, I'm not just a tracer. Well, that's the yeah. thing. And that's the, that it seems like, I mean, that's what McFarlane does. Like mm-hmm. he, when he inks over someone else's art, he he's using McFarlane, their yeah. art as layouts for his art. For his art, uh, yeah. And that's awful. And that's why I like seeing Capullo on his own because Capullo is really good.
0: Really, and.
3: Yeah on his own, being able to, you know, have either ink him stuff, his self stuff himself or be inked by someone that doesn't fucking subvert his style. His shit's really good. Yeah, it, No, it, it so. is. I'm just,
0: I, I'm glad that as far as f- for Greg, that he was able to separate himself from just being a, the guy who did spawn. Yeah. You know? And, and I think the Batman series has allowed him to cement himself as like, this is my art. This is my, yep. you know, this is how I do things. And like I said, him and him and him and, uh Scott Snyder are are working, you know, perfectly together. I'm going to
3: I'm going to do some rapid fire cuz we're running out of time for a first segment here. I'm a rapid fire on what I'm reading. The first one I'm just going to touch on quickly is Hellheim. Really, really fucking good. It's Cullen Bunn's second book. Uh artist is Joel Jones, uh, a local Portland artist, and every issue of this book her art gets better. And I I first encountered her stuff in some of her indie books and we actually bought a piece of artwork that's on one of my walls around here somewhere from her at Stumptown a couple of years ago um, and uh, she's just she's just getting phenomenally better with every issue of Hellheim. I like Hellheim because I think fantasy is a perfect playground for comic books and it's not done enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is a straight up fantasy. Satellite Sam, Matt Fraction, Howard Chaykin, not good at all. Just can't, I, I, I don't, I mean the the writing is good because it's fraction but it uh, and so I'll I'll say the writing is good but the the storyline doesn't interest me whatsoever at all it's just like try it's set in the 1950s during a live sci-fi television show and in the middle of a That's in the like middle of a show <laughs> yeah in the middle of a one of the shows that they're they're recording their lead character, um, the actor that plays their lead character, doesn't show up, and in the middle of the show, one of the producers runs out to go find him and finds him dead in his apartment. Hmm. And then his son goes and uh, looks at the crime scene, and there's uh, there's all kinds of sexual paraphernalia and uh, camera equipment and pictures of hmm. of half naked women and stuff. Uh, and it's set in the fifties, and it just doesn't interest me at all. Shaken's hmm. art, I is it trying to be kind of noirish? Yeah. Chicken, I don't like Chicken's art in this at all. I, don't, I really don't. I don't like his style. I don't like the fact that they, um, it doesn't look like it's actual inked artwork. It looks like pencils that have been digitally, um, like digitally darkened instead. And it, what it ends up looking like is the whole book looks like it, it looks like badly photocopied pencils. It's just not. Uh, it's not good. Anyway, the, I and I I disagree with most of the internet on this one. Most of the people are like, "Oh my god, it's Howard Jagen and "Oh my god, it's Fat Fraction!" and "This is the most amazing book ever." No, it's not really the most amazing book ever. I don't like it at all. Um, if if you have read anything by Mike Carey, he's yes. the guy that wrote Lucifer, Lucifer, and uh, unwritten, unwritten. Right? He's doing a superhero book called Suicide Risk by Boom Studios. By Excellent. The way. Um, that is phenomenal uh it is really good it's about a beat cop whose partner gets crippled during a superhero fight <laughs> so in order nice. to try and fight so it, they live in a city where superheroes are kind of pop have been popping up for the last 10 years <laughs> and when they what happens is the the super every superhero that's come up has started good and after a few years of being a superhero, turns bad. Wow. So all of them have eventually turned into supervillains. And in the middle of one of these supervillain fights, his partner gets crippled. So he goes on. He gets uh, put on administrative leave, and goes on his own to find out. What's creating the superheroes and why they're going bad, yeah. and ends up meeting up with the people that have been granting superpowers, hmm. and it forces them into giving him superpowers, and now he's going around trying to find so that trail. And it's dun, dun, really dun. that's great. That sounds actually really that sounds, good. Really, yeah. that sounds awesome. I, yeah. It's really good. Last one is Six Gun Gorilla, another Boom Studios uh, book. Uh, it's written by Simon Spurrier and art by Jeff Stokely. It is. So far from what I expected it to be. I don't know so, what I
2: expect based on that cover. So I expected Six Gun <laughs>
3: Gorilla to be a kind of a fantasy western type thing. Okay. What it ends up being is a sci-fi fantasy western with a gorilla, um, and the whole premise of the book is there's this there's this war going on on this uh, planet between colonists and uh, the government that they were originally a part of and he sort of and um revolutionary war so they go to this there's there are these people called blues i think they're called blues but the book starts out the main character is a blue and what they are is people who have been given a death sentence or convicted of a crime or have volunteered Mm. um are implanted with a device that allows people back on i I guess it's earth they don't really say back on the home world to um Experience what they are experiencing, so it's kind of uh, strange days in that way, where okay. you've got the you know you've got the people have the headset and they can experience everything that these people experience, hmm. and back on the home world, the whole reason these people exist is to go be thrown into the war without weapons and die because people back on Earth are addicted to experiencing death. Interesting, and oh, then wow. so the whole um, the premise I love it. the premise is this is where it gets really fucking weird is this um, is where this guy yeah. this guy is one of the blues and he's in the middle of the war and he meets uh he f- ends up finding one of the generals that was supposed to be leading the charge and getting uh people back to the ships he finds him uh crippled uh and dying and the the general gives him this pocket watch and tells him that he has to take it back, you know, gives him this story about taking it back to his wife because yeah. he needs it, whatever. period in his ass. Just yeah. thinking about that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and in the midst of all of this, he almost gets killed and ends up getting saved by an eight-foot gorilla with uh, pistols. With six, six guns? Six guns. Yes. And... It is fucking phenomenal. The Suicide Risk and Six Gun Gorilla are way up on my list right now. My favorite books right now. They're really, really good. So, (coughs) I like them all.
1: Those are actually good recommendations. Yeah, Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I suggest I suggest all those books. They're really, really good. And I suggest them for Satellite Sam. Well, except for Satellite Sam. Yeah, Yeah. I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. I would not recommend. It's a good
1: recommendation to to steer away from (laughs) it. I like Fraction, but Shaken is. yeah.
3: Yeah, and Fraction. I mean. I can't fault the story because it's it's not that it's badly written it's that it's I don't like it mm. so I can't like I can't say that it's badly written if that's kind of if the story that I described is interesting to you then you'll probably be interested but Chaiken's art fucking ruins it mm. it's it really just ruins it for me yeah. so So for the last couple of weeks, we've been reading the uh, Image Comics, Ed Brisson, Michael Walsh, Jordi uh book, Comeback. It's a five-issue miniseries uh, set in a world where time travel exists, uh, and but it's an ex- in an extremely limited form. Um, where they can only go back two months, basically, 63 days or something. Oh, it 66. 60 it's at least 67. 60. So, okay, 67, 67 days. 67. Whatever. It's a little over two. They can go back in time a little over two months. And uh, a company has set up a, for lack of a better term, it's like a... um. Almost a witness protection-y kind of yeah. thing where yeah. someone is you know, someone dies and one of their relatives can go to this company and pay an exorbitant amount of money for them to go back in time. Five million dollars. Save them and fake their death. Mm-hmm. Um so that they are basically out of off the grid as it were, but mm-hmm. they're still alive. Um it is uh very, very noiry. Yeah. Um it's because Michael Walsh's art, and I'm sure he probably will hate that I that I actually say this out loud, reminds me a lot of Sean Phillips. Um I but, think it's the same thing. But I, I mean, it, not in a bad way. In any way, I love his art in this book. I think it it fits the it fits, really it fits well. the storyline really well. But um, but yeah, it's a it, like I said, it's a five issue miniseries It just came out in uh, trade a few weeks ago. Um, we were originally going to do uh, our review of Comeback. Uh, in the same episode that we interviewed Ed Brisson and Johnny Christmas about Sheltered, but uh, scheduling didn't work out for it uh, because we're terrible at scheduling stuff. I'm Hooray. terrible at scheduling stuff. I'll say I'm terrible at scheduling stuff. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna foist it off I'm on anybody else. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, I read this book in single issues, which is why I recommended it. So I'm actually curious. I I already I mean I'm already a huge fan of Brisson's work so far. I've read. Uh, i've read all of his uh murder book stuff which is yeah. free comics that he's got online where he he talked about this at Emerald City last year where he just needed a way to get his writing out there in and um so people could see what he was capable of and so he just started doing excuse me these free noir uh shorts on his website nice. um and getting different artists uh so michael walsh has done one um uh johnny christmas who did shelter did a couple of murder book uh stories um they're all really good uh and they're you know they're between five and ten pages usually and they're um, they have
2: little issues of them now in print yes uh attractive
3: and you can go i mean we'll start this off by saying if you want to go look at those you can get to them from ed brisson's website which is just edbrisson.com or it's murderbookcomic.com uh it has all of them uh they're really good but um, so I read this in singles and I loved it, which is why I suggested it. So I actually want to start with you guys and find out what, you know, kind of get you guys talking about it, find your opinions. So
2: I'm a, I'm assuming this is a complete storyline. It was not entirely clear to me because it had the strong possibility of not being. So have you heard his intention for that?
3: Hey, so yes, it's complete. His intention from his inter- from the interviews and talking with him was that it's possible that there might be more stories in this world sure. and and it's a and good setup for time centering travel. around centering around this particular time travel, you know, mechanic mm-hmm. uh but it's not like a this is a self-contained storyline one and done and anything else would would be he I don't think he's he specifically said his intention was probably not to follow the same characters or yeah. anything. It would be to go do like a, d- a different, you know, take on the same world.
2: Sure, and
3: um, I, I, I don't know. I thought it was a little bit unsettling, but also
2: interesting in sort of that like I am reading a fiction book <laughs> way of uh, like how the ending kind of loops back on itself. Which hey, it's a time travel story, so that that works out nicely. Um, there wasn't to me, there wasn't a really clear main character, and it worked. Um, there are movies where there's no clear main character that are horrible, like Episode One, The Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in this case, Bow! <laughs> take take that, <laughs> take that, George. In movies. this case, uh, just because of the the setup and nature of the story, it's not necessarily clear if this is a, a is this a buddy cop thing? Is this a well, you know, buddy not cop in this case? But is are we following? Uh, what's his face? The red hair dude, or following exciting anime hair guy? Uh,
1: <laughs> exciting <laughs> anime hair guy, nice. Clearly,
2: I have memory for names in this. I yeah. actually like. I did find myself just in the first issue or two having to go back and look at everyone's hair <laughs> and figure out who the hell was who. I, I did because I they all that looked too. really I, similar. There was a,
0: yeah, I, I there was a part I was like, okay, wait a second, who's who? Yeah, who's that was my only now?
2: critique of the art. Is the silhouettes were not different enough for me to be like, oh, okay, so wait, who is who's
3: who? Are who? You again? That's specific. Perfectly true. With um, God, I'm try- I'm looking through here, trying to remember names it's because t- I don't remember. Tanaka is the only car- character name I to remember. To me, it was the the um, villain, the guy. Well, not the villain, the, yeah, the, the, guy, the guy who's shooting he's ex- everyone. Cheek yeah. sheet in the back, and so. and his part, and the main guy's partner. Right. Yeah. yeah could, the two yeah, of yeah, was them like, look extremely I think similar. It's Owen,
2: Owen, and uh, Mark.
3: Owen and Seth. Owen and oh, Seth. Yeah. I was kind of like,
0: the yeah. Color. Who? Who? What? Their faces are the yeah, same. Yeah. I. Yeah. I was definitely.
3: Yeah, they, I I kind of agree that, and it was mostly like most of the part like Mark. Yeah, I know who Mark is. Like you said, exciting anime hair guy. Right. He's always there, and and Tanaka. Um, <laughs> so he's so the bad. one Asian character. He's, Gosh. he's Asian, and he's rendered Asian, so I can actually tell that he looks different. He looks different from, all, looks of the different other, from yeah. all the white people white in the comic. Like, <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, those two guys, which was which was kind of disturbing because uh, Owen and Owen and Seth. And see what's weird is in those renderings there they, they look, look, look wildly, wildly different. different. They first don't issues. Yeah, they don't in the first couple of issues of the comic book. So there was confusion where I was like is this guy's did this guy's hair is this guy's hair just being rendered a little lighter or is a little darker? And then, you know, I I've read it 3 times, so I mean, I kind of get I get it now, but um but yeah, anyway. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No. Go ahead.
2: Um
3: now you're just flipping through now it. Yeah, like, flipping ah. through,
2: derp, derp, derp. Joel, what did you yeah. think?
3: Yeah. Um, I, re- I really liked
1: it. It's got a noir look to it, and it starts off very interesting where it brings in the guy and his head explodes. And you're like, oh, okay. That's kind well, of that's different. an awkward sight. So, yeah, but it kind of sets up the fact that time travel is dangerous.
3: Yeah. You know, and you have to mess around with it. It's um, really interesting to me that the way that he kind of seeds the time travel stuff with little ideas, but he never. He never fully fleshes any of them out because I guess he doesn't feel like yeah. he needs to. No, it's just I like, think it's self evident in the story. Yeah,
2: like oh gosh, well why why did his head explode? Let's yeah. argue about it now rather than I'm going <laughs> yeah. to pre-explain all of this exposition.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they, 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 he kind of explained everything through actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like one of the things is when um, spoiler alert when Seth dies and everything unravels because he's the he's the leak. Then everything resets res- over mm-hmm. or that was in the really past cool. when when. Tanaka gets killed, then automatically during the interrogation, he kind of that's flips, flips probably my favorite. His that's my that favorite cool. part
3: of the book where they're like she he's like screaming at the guy in the interrogation in the future and then gets shot in the past, and then it's not like this paradox thing like it would be in most other, you know, overly explained time travel stories. Mm-hmm. It's just like Subtle shifts, right, yeah. like he's no longer there anymore, and it's not he's you know he's doing his interrogation thing, but then when he's gone, not only does he get replaced by his partner, but she starts railing on the guy for the death of her partner, right. so it's like yeah. that like these subtle shifts that are like yeah, I really yeah, like right. that they, that's that is literally, literally really good job. that scene and the reset are my two favorite yeah. parts of this book,
1: and that was right before the reset too, so mm-hmm. he kind of establishes like, oh hey, things aren't is as set in stone or concrete as you think they are, and then all of a sudden everything just gets reset and they have to reestablish everything. One one thing that I didn't notice and it kind of it kind of sets up the fact that um Brisson knew what he was doing is there's at the be- in the very first issue, uh there's the the meetup between the client and the really bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Owen. Yeah, Terrence Owen. or Owen. It's no. Owen. Owen? Is Owen the the guy that shoots everybody yes. and everything? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: By the way, this guy totally looks like the dad from King of the
1: Hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hank Hill. exactly. So they established that. Then after rug. that meetup, they they show Tanaka sitting there, you know, and he's not he hasn't been shown yet. They yeah. don't introduce him, but he's mm, just thrown true. in there, which shows that you know, in the Ten past, notes. yeah, in the past, he's going back to research. Okay, why is this anomaly happening? Yeah. Happening, and, but the the one thing I didn't really understand, and that's why I wasn't saying anything because I was going to look for this, is that Tanaka has like a bandage on his cheek. So I was wondering if they established somewhere where he got injured and you know
3: I think they do I I was looking for uh, it I just, read, I, I just reread it the only thing, and I can't remember Yeah like, the
1: only thing I saw was his his head getting blown off but other than that there was no fist fights or anything that he got into Yeah So maybe they they took that detail a little too far and couldn't go back but um how they established the the whole web the web of intrigue was was great, and it was. There's not a lot of plot holes in it too, which that happens is a unique lot for a time travel story. Exactly. Yeah. I was expecting for it to unravel somewhere, and it really didn't. I think except it's because literally. he kept it light. <laughs> except for <laughs> a <Yeah>. reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I thought maybe that's because he kept it kept it light. Like, oh, if things do happen, it's not this paradox that the whole world unravels. It's just oh, everything gets reset, or reset. to something else. Yeah, which
2: I appreciate because I feel like that's the failing of a lot of time travel stories. Yeah. It's like doctor who you're adorable but you're so full of holes. oh yeah
3: yeah, yeah. And
1: they try to establish way too many rules when I mean, just yeah. Keep, yeah. It keep it yeah. Nice and loose yeah
3: and that's and that that's easily my favorite part of this is that um i the one thing that i really hate about time travel stories in general is that the writers overthink them yeah every yeah. single time yeah. overthink them and over explain them that's because the key i think for the audience and my biggest problem is there's these huge arguments in nerd culture and science about what will happen if time travel happens, and nobody fucking knows, no. nobody <laughs> will know. Nobody no. knows.
2: Like, though technically, there would only need to be one time traveler convention, right? <laughs> that's it. That's it.
3: But it's like th- there's this like theories, and it's yeah. all it is, yeah. and yeah. and that's why I like this book because it's like it's a different take on time travel, and mm. it. It doesn't, he doesn't try and...
2: He's not the scientist explaining how we invented time travel. He's like the dudes that have to work this job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's like, you know, we don't need an explanation of why lightsabers work. They yeah. just do, and <laughs> yeah. they're cool in the movie, right? Yeah, like we don't need the fucking We yeah. exactly. don't need the technology. Although don't, someone will it. write the spec book. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> we don't need the explanation of why things happen in this the way they do. And and what I do like the the one thing he sets up that I really like is the concept of minor changes will like minor changes will create ripples, mm-hmm. but then there is a point where. Somebody is the key mm-hmm. to just saying to the to the timeline going. All right, fuckers, we're starting this over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. And-
1: because that whole that whole chain of consequences just didn't happen because that guy got ended. Yeah. You know, and then they start over again. And that's one thing he established, okay, here are the rules. You can only go back so far, so you can't go back in dinosaurs and bring them forward. So it's only a certain amount of time. So it keeps it in the, you know, the present relatively. To think was smart. Yeah. I
2: mean, mm-hmm. obviously really they did think about the mechanics, uh-huh. but mm-hmm. their thinking about the mechanics is not what they put on the page, which is just good exposition. Yeah. And they're
3: mm-hmm. and they're also keeping it Reined in for a five-issue story, right? Like, because you know, you get too deep into a time travel story, and of course, you could you could go forever trying to figure out, you know, close all the loopholes and figure out how the ripples work. And they didn't need to here, or that you
2: come up with the best supernatural mechanic ever, and and then completely ignore it for (laughs) the plot
3: inception. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's not really needed. (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Eddie? What do you think? So. I'm one of the. I'm, I, I'm
0: one of the. I'm one of those time travel guys. I'm one of the people that's like goes on the internet and reads if it's possible, and then why not, and then what stops it from being possible, and then thinks about like, well, if you go back too far and you step on an ant, like, oh, that, that fucks up everything, and now humans are not humans. We're people. We're human beings with ant giant ant heads or whatever. This and that. So it's like there's and I've watched a lot of time travel movies and read a lot of time travel books. And so, some of the, I think some of the uniqueness is taken out of it for me. Um, you know, like, cause I'm thinking, like, a la, like, time cop and stuff where you can't interact with your. That was the dumbest it time was, travel idea ever. It was the dumbest time <laughs> travel idea ever. I'm not gonna lie. Go back in time and touch yourself, and, and touch yourself then you turn into this you, bubbling yeah, mass of it, goo. Yeah. What? But uh, you know, in the in the book, they touch on that. He's like, "Wait, you're like coming back to talk to me? Like we're not supposed to be doing this." It's- I liked that. That was a yeah. false herring, right? Like, A red yeah. herring, right? We're not. You know, we're some not some kind of herring. We're we're not supposed to be doing this. There is. Um, it's. It kept my it kept my interest. I, I read through the book. I didn't get to a point where I was like, "Oh God, another page" or anything like that. <laughs> but it. <laughs> maybe it wasn't stimulating. Huh. It okay. was It was like, it's not like it was bad, but it just, I, I read it and I really was there really wasn't a point where, there was only a few points where I was like, oh shit, what's going to happen next? I almost kind of, I think halfway through it, I was like, okay, I, I, kn- I pretty much figured out what was going to mm. take place. So I guess maybe that stole a bit of the, at the, you know, a bit of the end, the end of it for me. I, I was kind of surprised about, that he actually went back at the end of the book to, to go talk to Kelly. I kind of didn't see that. I thought she was kind of out of it, like she was sure. done at, at one point.
2: I appreciate that she wasn't, actually. He,
0: and she actually – it's funny because she actually ended up being, like, my favorite character. Yeah. yeah. So we, so here, <laughs>
3: here, here here's where, where one of my only issues with, with these characters. Like, I, I suppose it's just, you know, fucked up people being interested in fucked up people, but are you really going to go through all that effort for a woman who – Drank herself into a yes. DUI death. Yes. She the
2: trophy wife. <laughs> she has to preserve his trophies.
0: And you know, that that was one of the things too is just the guy. I thought the guy at the beginning, he was such a
2: tool. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean But money is money is no object. And they're like, we know that. We know how much money you have. We like, we've done our <laughs> research. And he's like, well uh well, I just want to let you know I don't care how much I pay, and it's like, it's like, what duh. A douche. like, <laughs> I, I like think no that's... wonder she drunkards, no wonder she got <laughs> drunk and drove herself and fucking split a tree yeah. in half because he has to live with this fucker, like, yeah, you know, so. That, there was... Well, and
3: that, that that's why I liked that. It wasn't really a turn, but I liked the turn where they're like, they he's it's like, well, your husband has paid to save well, your life. She's and she's like, like, what if I don't back, want to? <laughs> why? I don't want to go back yeah, I want to go so back. She's so like, I got gonna it now. Li- you're going to listen to me now, yeah, and we're going to do what yeah, I want to do. Yeah, she's like, I got it yeah. now.
1: And, and that's the one thing I didn't really understand the ending. Why did they go back and talk to her?
3: Because he just wanted, to, because he... he he still in knew love. she so was, in love. was i love yeah, with her. He it, her. yeah right. i don't think it
2: was overblown romantic though it was more no, like it's... you might be my one ally in this cuz you're not buying into the bullshit exactly
0: yeah. exactly okay. An ally
1: in what
2: the, the ruse that is
1: this whole the company company yeah. of okay.
2: save yeah. quote saving people and really just like extorting the hell out okay. of okay because
1: right. it, now from what my understanding now here i'm going down the the rabbit hole everything ended because owen got killed the the old white guy got killed too. Terrence. So Terrence. So they're not going to be going back and getting getting her now.
3: Well, here's the thing. So he's they, probably just going to tell right. her, hey, yeah. All right. And, and the other thing is that they they alluded in the book that there were... That clearly, it's not the one time machine that they shut down is not the only one. They have multiple, and right, that the company locations. the company has multiple locations and multiple stuff. So it's not like so
1: they weren't the only employees. Like everybody Correct. just right. Did there work
3: was out. they were they I were got a team. The, I got the impression that it operated. Operated like sleeper cells, right? Where there were there okay. were multiple machines, but the teams didn't know anything about so what each other were doing, yeah. kind yeah. of thing. thing, right? Yeah, so exactly. So,
1: okay. all right. So, and that that kind of begs, or that begs the question, like Anne was making, like, is this a one off, or it looks like there's other comeback cells that could be written a story. Right. about? Right. It seems off. like really?
0: you could write a story about another team and what mm. they did, and mm-hmm. then another team and what and you know what they did. It's almost like it's. I think it would be kind of interesting
3: this is this is dumb, and it'll never happen. but what would be really cool is to have a uh, um Ed Brisson write a completely separate story that has nothing to do with time travel whatsoever, yeah. and then somewhere in the middle of issue three the reset that was triggered by this just erases oh, the whole fucking the whole story. story. <laughs> that actually be, would be. That would be so That, hard.
0: Would, be, would, that would be funny. That yeah. would be great. The, one
3: of
2: the
0: things I find interesting is Terrence is remarkably, remarkably mirrors the actor who played uh, Sloane's father in, the, uh, in Entourage.
3: I have never seen an episode of Entourage, so okay. I, yeah. would not know. I, well, um, maybe some listeners know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing that surprised me... Um, about this. I do not the 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 I've seen a lot of time travel movies. I've read a lot of time travel stories and I think the one that um I was surprised that this resembled a lot was a mo- there's a movie called Deja Vu. I don't know yeah. if everybody's seen it. It's no. actually one of my favorite time travel movies because it's it's a similar similar in concept in that it's a very very limited form of time travel where in it's not actually time travel in the movie. They've got a machine that can See exactly, it's like exactly three and a half days into the past. Oh, okay. I
2: thought I think I saw previews for that.
3: They can, they can actually. the The problem is, is that it it's running in real time, so they only have that exact moment, and they can follow the actions. Right, so it's like three and a half days following the current timeline. So what they do is they use it. They come in and they'll use it to solve crimes because they'll get clues about like uh, perpetrators and things. And what they'll do is they'll focus, they'll look three and a half days in the past and focus on those people and then just kind of follow their actions and stuff mm. through this time travel device. And the whole, so the the whole thing was that a terrorist blows up a ferry and the whole thing is Denzel Washington getting pulled in because his partner vanishes and he gets a call from these people that are running this, uh, running this time travel thing uh, with by, and the leader of the things played by Val Kilmer. And uh, it's just it's just a phenomenally well written movie, and the way that it works um, is really cool. And it's very reminiscent. This was very reminiscent of it because mm. it's because it's similar in that it's a very limited time travel. It's not just this Infinite. ubiquitous. You know, yeah. we can go wherever we want, do whatever, <laughs> do whatever we want. What? Mm. I steal, mean, it,
0: steal gold from the the confederate army yeah right (laughs) because like
3: my my thing with time travel movies um and and this is the very one very simple straightforward thing about time travel movies that bothers me and it and it's it's me getting into the nerd time travel (laughs) explanation thing but uh it's that they Not many movies deal with the concept of time and space being linked. Mm. So one of the things that bothers me is that if you are on Earth and you travel back in time, the Earth moving through space in its orbit around the sun is not going to be in the same goddamn places <laughs> where you <laughs> appear in the past. So right. That would be so amazing. 90% of the time, you're going to go back in time and end up out in fucking outer space. Yeah. And <laughs> you would have to go back so in multiple This It's multiples. true. It's true. I, I would um, love to watch clear. a movie like that. where, are like, yeah. we're going to go back in time. <laughs> and then it's like... Oh. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but but that's, I, that's true though. Yeah. yeah. On the other hand, that's one of the reasons why I like stories like this one because I can suspend my disbelief, right? I no. can they, without having them try when they try and over-explain. Uh. It feels to me like time time travel stories. It, you you either don't explain. Or you'd better fucking explain you gotta go everything. In depth. Everything has to,
0: every micro piece of that has to be freaking yeah. drawn out and written.
2: That equation on the blackboard yeah. in your base better be a better really be equation. Right. It's it's sliders. Yes, yeah, that is sliders. And that's I mean,
3: and that's the thing. That's why I really like this book. That's why I like Deja Vu because I don't because time travel stories get kind of played out after a while, where it's yeah. just like. Oh, then caused a paradox. That's why I like Looper. It's the same reason. It's like it's a very limited thing and there's not a lot of, uh, you, they don't there's worry about explaining yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And did,
1: did I actually hear you say that? That's why I like Looper. Yeah, I, like I Looper. liked Looper. I kind of uh, felt guilty uh, about liking and Looper. And not Jumper, Looper. Looper.
3: Oh, okay. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah, yeah, yeah. young Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah. Bruce Willis. I don't, I don't time this you. whole jumper Man, you were stuck on I'm jumper stuck today. That movie is, movie was is horrible. It's Fucking a really terrible. Bad movie. Looper is really good. Yeah, yeah Looper is fine. really good. Um, but yeah, I, it's um, I really enjoyed this book. I, it sounds like you. So no. you continue because you were like,
0: I mean, so okay, so I enjoyed I enjoyed reading it. I think what it was is that so I when I first started reading the book, I was I was. Getting it, I was getting. I had I had a perfect idea, understanding what was going on. I was like, okay, great. You know, this is what has to happen. And I'm like, okay. So you go back, you replace the body, so that the death still happens. So that now this person is still here, but doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. When when the first guy got shot, then I was like, okay, well, what the fuck was that all about? Kinda. And then they so then they lead into that portion of the story. It was just. I think I got to a point where I was like, "Well, why?" Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what I, I think that was that was like my... there
2: weren't enough reasons for this story to even be happening. Right,
0: exactly. Like, so why? I will tell you, I never there was never and there was never really a character. Of course, I liked I liked some of the characters and I liked Kelly, but there was never really a point where I actually cared about kinda, the stakes... about the outcome. I really <laughs> never like thought about like, well, if this happens, oh shit! Like, I hope this doesn't happen yeah. because.
2: There were great stakes in the world in terms of like, will they get to the bottom of this conspiracy to kill right. rich people? Um, mm. Will take extort <laughs> rich people to extort rich yeah. people, and, and also kill and people.
1: Kill <laughs> said rich people. Um, and that's why. How did they get repeat business? You know, because the, they're they're really secret. They they're probably getting like, um. You have to post the Yelp review, and okay. then we'll kill you. <laughs> I think that well, I honestly, the so well, they, no, because they're super secret. So it's one of those things. Like the A team is like, hey, we heard about you from these other people. well You have to have money you know? to
0: be in this club, obviously. Exactly. And I think what the thing is is that obviously they just started fucking people over because the guy that they're talking to is like, well, I heard about you from my other rich friend. Mm. So obviously, it was. Legit legit and at some point everything just went bad and they were like oh let's just start fucking these people over that's how I
3: felt about it too it's like like you said that I heard about you from my rich friend and then somebody in the high ups went whoa wait a minute who's who's fucking talking about us and then told um, the guy all right uh we're going to just start extorting them for their money and killing them all. That's like a terrible <laughs> like, business plan. Yeah, because yeah, it was, it was like, like
0: 2.5 on the front end and 2.5 on the back end. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, that, you know. And then, like, oops, I'm sorry, he died. He died, so but but we've already got our again. money, but you got to pay us or whatever. Or then, we only went 30-something days back. Well, now we have to go. Because I think one time they actually do it. Yeah. They travel, like... Yeah. So many days back, but then they go back further than that to prevent some other shit from happening. The
2: guy's head from exploding. Right. I guess we'll just go further back and keep him in hiding. Keep him
3: in hiding. Instead of bringing him forward in time, they're just like, okay, we're going to go back and pull him out of the situation and then just leave him in hiding for several months. The other
0: part was, it was just, there was an expectation that people were going to. Every, like almost, I remember reading comics and looking at movies and certain movies, no side effects from time traveling or anything like that. But then there's a lot of movies where they time travel or they warp or whatever. And dudes are like, woo,
2: woo, woo,
0: yeah. like, they're all fucked up or throwing up and shit. And I really think this took it to the extreme by dudes just dying. <laughs> like, so it, I don't know if because I don't know if it was prolonged exposure because the first guy, they take him through mm-hmm. and he dies instantly right there before he some he, medical condition.
2: OK, right. so he my his head exploded.
3: But then like the other guy, it seems like over time mm-hmm. it was taking a toll on his right, body. Yeah. So here's my my interpretation, and the, it wasn't explained in the book. So it's entirely my inference about the first guy that, that like mutated and right. died. My <laughs> was my interpretation of that was that he had he had cancer of okay. some sort. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the time travel hyper accelerated the the growth of the okay. cancer cells, and which is why right. he went blark, right? Um, and then the, like, uh, that was a good sound effect. Blark! <laughs> <laughs> and the the other guys it, it is cuz they talk about it a little bit. They kind of allude like <laughs> these guys are guys that have passed their physicals and they passed their, you know, th- they know they're healthy, but even they are getting you know the constant time travel that's right yeah the one guy was, on like, the yeah. Yeah, was like i haven't slept in days yeah he's like
0: i have slept in days like let's go get drunk <laughs> he was wired yeah um
3: I was I was trying to think of what was the other there was another time travel movie that remi- this reminded me of on a smaller oh millennium it's a, it's not a good movie it's a it's a sci-fi movie from the late 80s uh with Chris Christopherson and the premise of that Cinefied one it's best. there's there's actually t- there's two there's that one and there's one with Emilio Estevez that I can't remember what it's called but it's a similar premise where they go back in time and they take people out of the bad situations millennium was one where in the future it's a post-apocalyptic thing. In the future, the world is dying and every human that's left on Earth is is sterile. They can't reproduce mm-hmm. anymore. So they go back in time and they stop. Uh, they don't stop, but they go back in time uh, specifically into plane crashes and they um, huh. they pull all the passengers out and replace them with corpses because those people are haven't been affected by the environment and are still able to reproduce. Mm. So they pull the entire... You know, load of plane passengers into the future so that they can, you know, kind of keep the human race going. I feel the like other that one has,
2: has character potential, anyway, of like, yeah. well, I'm not dead, but I'm also a sex slave.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, this, this
0: doesn't get as confusing as 12 Monkeys, but I definitely ah, love like 12, 12 Monkeys is so good. I mean, it's good, yeah. but it's like.
3: It's good. I don't know. It's hard. I've to seen it like six or seven times, and I finally got it. It takes a while, though. It's it, definitely it, one that you don't get like on I the think first time. Like
0: I actually probably have to go back and watch it now. Because it's Terry Gilliam, so yeah, exactly. everything Terry Gilliam out. does is confusing. The whole time. <laughs> I mean, I saw movie really like three or four times, and it was like, what, yeah. what, what the fuck? I
2: suppose he's done two time travel movies. Time really? Bandits. Oh, mm-hmm.
3: Time Bandits, yeah. I'm trying to remember what the what the Emilio Estevez movie that I was thinking of is called, because that, that one was a little more sinister in that... If only we had a device. Gosh. It was... It was a future. It was, it was Emilio Estevez and Mick Jagger, and what? the premise of the movie was that they would go back in time and they would pull people. Same situation. They would pull people out right before an accident, and but the but those people were being pulled into the future to become host bodies for. Rich people who were transferring their consciousness, like rich old people who were transferring their consci- uh, consciousness into younger people. Oh, so almost like uh, the island kind of a little were, where bit. Were, Instead of clones, clones they're pulling right. people Repo from man. the past. Repo no, man. Yeah, no, I mean, no. Well, um, not that. But yeah. So it's um. So and it, it was that was actually not a not a terrible movie. Uh, it was it was very the low budget. Ducks. No, it was not the Mighty Ducks. Um, <laughs> but anyway, but these are all. These are all the kind of time travel movies that I enjoy because of the fact that, like Comeback, they are very limited in scope, you know?
2: I think when, I don't know, I'm thinking of the uh, theory of uh, what's-his-face that is the guy that does Sherlock and does Doctor Who currently. Stephen Moffat. Yeah, so the Stephen Moffat theory of settings is that he works very well when his setting is limited, like mm-hmm. in Sherlock. Yeah. And works very poorly when his setting is Unlimited, like in Doctor <laughs> Who, like he starts out like kind of functional, and then just kind of blah, I don't yeah. know, redesign the artist. Ah.
3: Yeah, I love Sherlock. I love that show. Yeah, so so the B- what oh, the BBC one, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Not the not Free Jack. Free Jack. Thank you.
2: I have seen that Free Jack. I remember that.
0: By the way, I Emilio mean, Estevez
3: plays a plays uh, a. Uh,
2: you're thinking of Malcolm McDowell, maybe, who plays a character named Terence on Entourage? Yes, and looks. Like Terrence, okay. he looks like he, yeah.
0: it's the same character. And I swear they look and Malcolm McDowell. Look, they look exactly Terrence. alike. Which one is Ter- Terrence? Is the, the old, old, old guy? guy.
3: I because I, I got a feeling I, I, that that was a an, a nod to Terrence Stamp was what I thought. Terrence Stamp, oh, Stamp is, is Terrence, you know yeah. Terrence Stamp is he's the guy that played the original Zod, yes, and then oh. now has played he played Stick in Daredevil and yep. stuff like that. Um, but uh, I I can't do anything but wholeheartedly recommend this book. So I'm I'm going with a buy. Um straight up buy. Buy borrow or burn? I'm a buy. Eddie?
0: I'm a borrow. Borrow. Okay. I'm a borrow.
1: Uh, I'm a borrow. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I like it. I I would I would lend it to other people. Yeah.
2: Okay. I would also go borrow with two caveats. If you like time travel, absolutely buy this. Yeah. Um if you like Ed Bresson's work? Absolutely, buy this.
3: Yeah. Oh. See, that's weird because you say if you like time travel, absolutely buy it, and I yeah. think that's exactly the reason why Eddie is saying borrow. Because the way you described <laughs> it is, you are a time travel guy. You like time travel stuff. You're interested, and in you, but this one is, it's just I, I guess it just didn't do it for me.
0: Okay. It's just like it was average.
2: I think if you have an opinion about time travel, you absolutely need to read this though <laughs> and yeah. see. Well, no, that now
0: I will agree with Ann on that. If you're if
2: you're a person that's like you know,
0: time travel. <laughs> <laughs> well, then yeah. you should definitely, you should definitely, you should definitely read, you should yeah, time travel. You should definitely read this book.
3: All right. So for the next We've actually got the next several shows planned out. Uh, for the next show, we're doing Anne's suggestion of uh, Captain Marvel, the new Kelly Sue one, the first trade, right? Yeah. First trade of the new Kelly Sue Captain Marvel. Um, and then that will be episode 49, and episode 50 is, of course, our epic episode 50. Uh, we're going to do the entire run of Planetary, which is 26 issues. Uh, over four trades um and we're gonna talk about the whole book. So that show's actually episode fifty is probably gonna be a an extra long episode. Um I don't know uh if you listen to the show, let us know whether you'd rather have that in two bits or in one show. Um because like
0: uh, episode fifty point five. Yeah, well people
3: yeah. people have talked in the past with after the fact about how if it's more than an like podcasts in general, if it's more than an hour they have a trouble have trouble like finishing it. Right. So um I don't know if we want to just split it into two uh 50.1 and 50.2 or whatever something um and then episode 51 we're going to do uh we're going to do the first uh trade of saga which is Joel's suggestion, Yeah. and then we are going to do, for 52, we're going to do a new 52 book for 52, and we're doing Suicide Squad.
0: Suicide Squad. Okay.
3: Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Alright, so so yeah, we got the next four shows planned out. We we just finished Comeback. We should be back on schedule every two weeks now that the summer has started to settle down a little bit um i don't think that there's anything i mean like i said if you've got if, if you've got episode 50 questions especially send us questions because we definitely want to hear from fans for episode 50 even if it's just a comment if you like the show you hate the show uh if you think i hate everything like uh Great matter x says for after the fact uh let me know who hate everything hate all <laughs> so uh send us uh you can send us questions or comments or um anything that we will read on the show to our email address at trade secrets at You can hit us up on Facebook at trade Secret, uh Facebook dot com slash trade secrets pod. Uh you can hit us up all on Twitter. Uh I the main show feed is at, at tradesecretspod. Pod. I am at Geeky Joel is at Superfly uh Andy uh, Andy, Jesus Andy? Eddie is at uh Samba at Samba Black. Black. Jesus, I my brain is Anne fried. And Andy tweets, and <laughs> Andy an tweets. I, well, I, I, I called you Andy for one, yeah. and then I almost said after the fact, uh, which uh, that's right. my that's brother, standard. my brother from another mother, pretty standard. <laughs> So uh, in any case, send us questions, send us comments. We love hearing from fans. We want to read comments on the show. We want to read questions especially on the show. So if you have questions about Captain Marvel or Planetary or Saga or the New 52 Suicide Squad, send us all those in. Uh, Read those books before we do the shows because we do talk about spoilers and the whole point of this is to be a a kind of a book club thing. What we would really like to hear from people is if you read the book – and then listen to the show, and you absolutely fucking disagree with what we say, (laughs) send us emails, and we will talk about that on the next episode. Um, That's kind of, we want this to be a little more interactive, so send us stuff. Thank uh, Thank you, Eddie, for coming back from the Philippines just for us. I uh, appreciate it I'm going to go see Miley Cyrus twerk <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. oh wow uh, right. thank you Joel well, for coming up here on a Sunday you're morning you're welcome even I'm though right the here. fucking freeway's closed and it's a yeah. bitch it thing. was a bitch uh, getting uh, here I, I, here. Yeah, <laughs> I don't stupid. have to go to Tacoma so thank you Ann for showing up on a Sunday morning as well I'm
2: not going to go see Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. you're you good can. enough ah, <laughs> <laughs> got her tongue tied just thinking about it yeah <laughs> Uh-oh. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah.
3: This has been episode 48 of the Trade Secrets Podcast. I am Luke, and we are out. Work it
1: harder, make it Do it faster, makes us more than ever.